Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-E-P. We are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-U-P. And we are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. I'm your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Sky. What's up? What up, what up? And Draper. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just just trying to be like you. Oh, oh. What's that? What's that? Uh, that anime with the, the skull dude at the at the library or the bookstore, and he was like, "Thanks, but reconsider." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, Draper? Speaking of you know being like you, we had we had some uh, had some feedback from our our savory oats discussion on our last show. People were uh, people were quite quite vexed at your choice. Oh Lord, this again. Yeah. I mean we don't have to relitigate this discussion, but um because it's just weird. It's weird. Right. No, I, okay. So okay, so we're talking about savory oatmeal, savory oats, right? Savory porridge. Okay. Oatmeal is porridge. You know, it's mm-hmm. oat porridge. There are a variety of different porridges. You can have grits, which is made of hominy, it's a hominy porridge. You can have Rice, uh, for those of you who are in Asia, you know, juke, you would never think about just like having a super sweet juke. It's a savory porridge. I mean, come on, guys. I'm fine with it. I, I think I said it on the last show that there are very small degrees, as he said, different ki- kinds of grain and stuff like that. So I'm not tripping off it. But it, I think it's funny that I'll post things about the actual show, the actual subject of the show. But a lot of the feedback was about the oats that was like what the first five minutes of the show <laughs> not like coming to america or anything like that it was it was the oats that was that was the focus so i You've got all this great content about you know blurred and about you know these these movies that we've been watching these shows and it goes back to, to breakfast food I, I think i think that's because like everybody is is up to speed on whatever the content like we're all blurs we all tune in to check out you know like all the latest you know black nerdy stuff that's going on but you know like when when someone touches a nerve and comes for your breakfast it's like a whole different you know vibe <laughs> like people it it touches a nerve and people just like i got to react you know what i'm saying i don't know what it is but you know don't knock it till you try it that's all i'm gonna say Somebody posted that uh, that at Whitney Houston gif where she's just kind of looking lost. Just what is this? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, look, you know, and I and I talked to my mom about it, and and I talked to some of my other relatives about it. My relatives in Korea, they had a hard time wrapping their mind around the whole thing about oatmeal, anyway, because oatmeal is just not consumed in large amounts in Korea, right? But Let's also remember that Korea is also the country where corn on pizza is a thing and it's regular and there's nothing weird about that to them. And like Draper said, and that and 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 that you mentioned, Brendan, rice porridge is a thing and it's usually savory, right? So I, I'm I'm thinking I've, I've been thinking about it. I was thinking about you know what? Maybe if I try it, it might be okay. But the thing is, is that you have to cook the oats with water. I think. Because if you try to cook it with with milk and then try to make it savory, I can't. I don't think that that would work. 
Amen. I mean, because you can you can freak it like a little risotto or something. You can put some cheese or something in there. You can you can make it a little bit. You can use milk if you want. I do use water just because, you know, I'm watching my sugars and stuff like that and not trying to get too milky sure. on boys. But um but yeah, it's uh it's you know, you can you could cook it with water or mix half and half, water and water and milk, you know. It's 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 all good. Drake Food I'm nerds, gonna try it. Uh, I'm gonna try it. comic to nerds. All kinds of dirtum you can get from this fabulous show, but we're almost Except at for like the five minute mark, and I don't want to. I don't want to keep going about about oats, but I do find it. I, you know, I do. I usually try to plan our show and edit the show so that we just get straight to the topic to make this show more like a easier experience, an easier listening experience. But maybe people would like to know what's going on in our just our regular lives and what we're doing. So if you guys have any. Any questions about what we're doing? You know, we got our man uh, Draper in Ukraine and Sky. I always forget. Are you in Kazakhstan or Kyrgyzstan? I, I, I'm, I'm between both, but I'm in. Yeah, I'm in Kyrgyzstan and in, in Kazakhstan. So he's over there. I'm in Central Asia in general. Yeah. And I'm Reality if you guys have any questions about what we're doing, holler at us anytime. Uh, you can email us at bu at blur com or hit us up on Instagram. DM us. And we'll uh, answer your questions. Okay, let's get to Justice League. The I'm sorry, Zack Snyder's Oof. Justice League. Um, Oof. so much drama behind this film. As we know, Zack Snyder had to leave in the middle of making the film because his daughter she committed suicide. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Uh, very unfortunate yeah. circumstances where he had to 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 leave. Uh, yeah, and then came the great betrayal, the Marvel darling, Joss Whedon came over to helm the film, and it was polarizing mm-hmm. as f. And the results were pretty. Um, I don't know about how nice you guys movie. feel, but <laughs> I I didn't hate. The original cut of Justice League, I thought it was just aggressively mediocre. And I think that is even worse for a film that stars some of the most famous heroes of all time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I for me, it was just like I was just over Zack Snyder's whole vibe, you know, for a while just because of, you know, watching some of the, you know, origin films or whatever for a lot of these, you know, you know, stars. I mean, for a lot of these, you know, superheroes and stuff, I was just like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm okay with, you know, the way the direction he's taking it in and I'll see justice league, you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not high on it. You know, I don't know. I just had kind of a a feeling with Zack Snyder that it wasn't going to be my vibe. I don't like when people try to take things too dark, yeah, yeah. I especially I somewhat who... agree with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I some I somewhat agree with that. I you know when it comes to when it comes to Warner Brothers and, and their whole handling of the DC you know universe, uh, they had one one or two shots with me, and then after that, I was just ambivalent about it. it. Was like if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I'm not missing anything because you know their their animated universe is dope. I give them that. They 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 keep it cracking with the animated uh, feature length films, right? 
But kind of, they've kind of well, comparatively speaking, it's lost its consistency. I think, but overall, it's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, overall, it's they they've done a, a a much better job compared to what they've been doing with their live action franchises. Uh, those properties to me have just been like, meh. um, so the, the original cut, la, it wasn't steaming trash, but it was definitely like re- recyclable plastic. Okay. I'll say that. that, that it it belonged in the green buckets. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I can, maybe I can use this for like my leftovers or like I can, I can turn this into a nice flower pot. That's how I felt about it. The original cut. Repurposing. Right. (laughs) Well, obviously it's been a few years and very loud fans have been on the Twitter yelling at Warner Brothers to finally release this Snyder cut and they delivered. Um, I just want to go through some numbers for this movie. The original budget for this movie was $275 million. For comparison, Thor Ragnarok's budget, which came out that same year, was almost $100 million less. Wow. So that doesn't include Justice League's marketing, which was about $370 million. And it is said that the budget for Whedon to redo the film or do his reshoots was $25 million, which is quite high for a reshoots budget uh, that is generally half of that for blockbuster films. Then Zack Snyder was brought in and he did this for free himself, but the reshoots required about $40 million. So all of this brings it very close to being the current most expensive movie ever made without inflation adjustment. And it's masturbatory. <laughs> well, we we see where Draper's head is at already. <laughs> so before we, we, we get into this, I just want to just lay out the layout of the show. So we're going to give a spoiler-free review for people who haven't seen it, and then we're going to do a more in-depth review And we're also going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode one as well. So um, when I thought about reviewing this movie and I sent it to the group chat, I I had about six questions in mind. Number one, did we enjoy it? Number two, did we think it was worth the hype? Number three, what was different from the original that you did or didn't like? Number four, did this need to be four hours? Do we recommend this to the audience which is number five. And number six, most importantly, how many shirts does Aquaman go through each week? <laughs> that is hilarious because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking it's yeah. like a meme for him to... Yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, this isn't really a spoiler, but there was a scene where he drops his shirt and some woman is singing like Bjork. Uh, she picks it up and she smells it. Bruh, and I'm like, man. What a, what a creep. <laughs> like... Like, this dude is hot, but he's also been swimming in the gross ocean where sea animals poop and shoot their loads out daily. Nah. I, I bet, yeah. like, I bet the ocean in, in Iceland or wherever he was, I bet the ocean's pretty dope up there. But um, but but he's like, you know, I get it. He's kind of like a god, right? He's a, a demigod or whatever. And they're just like, oh, man, to be close to, to, to the essence, bro. 
Yeah, that's I a little guess. bit too close to the essence, though. I mean, man. <laughs> I mean, but the but the C is kind of trash anyway, because like, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have another controversial opinion here. I don't like seafood, and I don't like the smell of seafood. It's disgusting. You know, just I eating agree. sea I'm creatures. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the people that like live that life, like fishmongers <laughs> and stuff like that, to just be like every day out there, like you know, struggling to get fish. That's kind of a that's kind of a smell, you know, man's a sweater, you know, kind of a, you know, vibe I'm getting from them anyway. Man, real talk. Have you ever smelled, you know, just just fish that's just putrid fish? Right. And you gotta understand that this dude. I mean, look, Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa, hey, no, no, no cap. That's a good looking dude. That's just a, a just yeah. a, a good looking dude. But for real. This dude was wearing a tweed sweater or maybe it was a wool sweater and he was swimming around and you know, he's got that long ass hair and he, I mean, did the, did man, did man shower? Did he shower before? He, I mean, I, I can't get with that. So you he smell just like salty. He's just fish. salty. You're just salty. You smell like salt, old <laughs> dead fish and funk. Nah, bro. That's not, that's not sexy. I guess my, my thing is just why, at that scene why was that so important because i mean i know it's gratuitous you know look men we've had it great for a long time where we've had women these slow-mo shots um you know even in this movie there were some shots on on wonder woman that you know not not gratuitous but it was there for the dudes or or women you know who you know whatever but momoa took off his shirt a lot he was topless a lot and yeah. that's whatever. But uh, I can't think of a film where a dude just picked up some woman's clothes in a serious drama like this and just gave it a but, like. It was it was weird. It was weird to me. But but it's it's not it's not serious though. You know, there's nothing serious about the the the, the filmmaking that went in here. You know, I'm I'm looking at this whole film and it's just like I, from the dialogue. And and everything, it was just like shock. I couldn't suspend my disbelief. I couldn't really get into it, you know. So, like when I see something like that, it just goes. It's part and parcel with the whole rest of the film, where it's just like, okay, I'll take it. You know, whatever. It's it's fine. Move on. I don't want to spend too much time on on smelling Jason Momoa. Let's circle back to uh, question number one. And overall, did we enjoy it? And Draper seems to be hovering at the at a no. But I actually like this movie. Well, well, let let me speak for myself. Okay, I'm um, sorry, sir. Yeah the the weed the weed and cut was so bad, and I already had you know given up on Snyder the Snyderverse. I was just like failed experiment. Let's let's get it over with. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is the Snyder cut is a lot better than the weed and cut. It really is. You know, as long as it was as hard as it was to kind of get through, it was actually just, you know, his vision, you know, and not, you know, someone else's vision. And there was something about just like watching the whole thing kind of like come together, uh, getting a lot of the background, you know, and a lot more exposition and different things like that was just like, okay, well, you know, things are starting to come together a little bit more. There were certain parts that I was just like, and this is going to go for a, a lot of things. I like, you know, having, you know, just people having conversations and people, you know, being able to 
you know, develop the, the, the kind of characters through, you know, dialogue and conversation and everything. So there was just a little bit more of that, which oh, it just made it make a little bit more sense. So um, I would say mm-hmm. that uh, this is uh, light years better than the Wheaton cut. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say overall, um, I enjoyed it. I, I I would say for for the sake of what it was, because I went into this with uh, no expectations at best, and knowing that at worst it would just be, you know, a different dumpster but the same fire. Um, that being said, lot. yeah, it was a much much better much more fleshed out, maybe too fleshed out uh, version of, of what they were trying to do because that shit was long, long, um, <laughs> long, long. Like I did, and, and, and no bullshit, I did my taxes while I was watching that. <laughs> I did my taxes. I got my STEMI on lock um, while I was doing, while I was watching it because it was literally that long. If you have things that you can do and you can multitask while you're trying to digest this movie, if you have not seen it yet, you can do that because it is like that. Um, But yeah, overall, it was much better. There was a lot more character development. Um, Some of the dialogue was absolute shit, but at the same time, you know, um, like I said, I went into it with no expectations. So from from a, an overall standpoint, it was good for what it was. It was great for what it was, honestly. I, I enjoyed it from that standpoint. We need to get that TurboTax sponsorship for the pod, you know. <laughs> Please believe. Please believe. Good Lord. I just want to run through some some things that differ. And this is uh, not, I don't think it's really spoiler territory, but it's some things that you can anticipate if you haven't seen the film. So I don't want to say what Draper and Sky have already said, but of course, this movie fills in plot and character gaps that the original had, and I think we'll detail them a little later. It certainly starts out much different from the original film. There's no rubber-lipped Superman. The conclusion is also very different. Yeah. This movie makes Stephen Wolf not only a more terrifying villain, giving him more action scenes, but it also gives him a better motivation for why he's doing what he's doing. He's not just mindlessly looking for mother and just trying to destroy the world just to destroy the world. Prior to the release of this film, Zack Snyder said that Cyborg was the heart of the film. And we all know that his presence in the Whedon Cut was very muted at best. All that is very much rectified in this new film, uh, giving Victor Stone like a true arc of being angry at his father, bitter at what he's become, and ultimately embracing his abilities and being a critical part of saving the world. I thought the action was better. I actually vocally cheered at a sequence that got touched up in this movie. There's more banter between Bruce and Alfred. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons had some had some clever lines. Like I really enjoyed their their back and forth. And on that note, this film isn't as dark as you would believe. It definitely isn't BVS. There is levity and heart in this film. Many of the jokes and gags that didn't land in the Whedon cut are not here, like Flash falling into Wonder Woman's breasts. Um, and I think as long as it is, you all said that it was hard to get through. I didn't think it was hard to get through. I thought there was never a dull moment. I thought the pacing was actually very good for what it set out to do. Um, I would agree with that, but I would just say that like, for me, 
just sitting down for like four hours. Like imagine having to watch this in a theater or oh, something yeah. else like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my whole thing as far as it, you know, being hard to kind of get through. It's just like, this is a significant portion of my day, you know? Um, but other than that, like the pacing I feel like was fine. Just to keep going with things I liked, there is no weird red color palette for the third act, that tint to the whole third act. The family that needed saving, they're completely gone. All that. I got to focus on the, on the civilians in this random fight in this random place that's gone and (laughs) that weird smelling fear element that was just kind of going throughout the film and the weeding cut is totally out as well there's some other things that are out that i really enjoyed but we'll get into that i think in the spoiler section yeah so now question two did we think it was worth the hype uh on the real if you're a dc fanboy or fangirl Probably, um, I full 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 disclosure. I'm not really that into DC. I'm just not. I, I'm not really into their characters. Um, they just don't do it for me. I've always been, you know, Team Marvel since you know back in the day. Day. Um, that being said, if you want, you know, four hours of you know decent junk food for the superhero mind yeah if you wanted to go and you just want to see if they improved on it it was not worth the hype it just it wasn't i i I don't see that it was though i enjoyed it for what it was you know the amount of money that they put into trying to hype this up eh, you could say that I would I would kind of push back or disagree with you a little bit. I think that that could be the only reason to watch it was to just see the difference, you know, or to see like compare it in comparison to the the weed and cut. Because um, like from my perspective, um, it, it I think it's going to be worth it. Like like you said, to like all the the D.C., you know, super fans. You know, like me growing up and seeing like DC live action movies, you know, were the only live action superhero movies. It was like all the Superman films, you know, including yeah. Superman. What was it? Superman three or with a uh, with Richard Pryor in it. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, in the Batman films, you know, with uh, Tim Burton and everything. So, like, you know, like when I was a kid, like that was like what a superhero movie was supposed to be. Sure. Uh, and then kind of Nolan brought it back with with kind of the um, dark, you know, kind of Batman. And and I wasn't against that darkness because it's kind of like well done, well conceptualized. And, you know, it's it's not just like a dark aesthetic, you yeah. know, like a dark patina that's kind of painted over everything. It's like, you know, Snyder stuff is just like it's visually, you know, kind of just like filtered almost. It's right. like an Instagram filter for darkness, you sure. know. Um, and so like, that's the, that's not the vibe that I was actually looking for, but, um, I would say that, um, for me, it's, it's, it's pleasant. It was a pleasant surprise that it wasn't, you know, too Snydery. It didn't follow, it didn't like have the, the 300 aesthetic. It didn't have the, you know, the BVS, you know, aesthetic and everything. So, um, yeah, but I think the only reason to watch it was if you just really, 
um, didn't like the the Whedon cut and you just wanted to um, get get a little bit more DC flavor and a little bit deep, more DC positivity, um, because I do think that you can feel a little bit more positive about some of the DC characters after after watching yeah. this. Yeah, I agree. I think is it enough to have me interested in DC continuing stories from this universe? Yes. Personally, was I over the moon with this movie? Like how I walked out of the first Avengers film, like ready to go back and watch it again? No. Ultimately, though, do I think fans were justified for petitioning WB to allow Snyder to realize his vision? Yes. I did like some of the score changes with the action, for example. The original felt Mm -hmm. too tied to nostalgia with the Batman theme and whatnot. This had more original stuff. But Snyder did have a number of choices that I did not like, reminiscent of the trailers that he's been releasing. That hallelujah, Momo was taking his shirt his shirt off, and there were a couple of songs like that in this film that I really didn't like. But let's go to question number three: What was different from the original that you did or didn't like? And we'll save most of this for the spoiler section. But there is one thing that got taken out from the Whedon cut that I enjoyed. And that was the intense discussion around whether it was right to bring Superman back from the dead. Mm -hmm. And this new film, they just kind of just smoothly kind of went over it. I mean, there was a little bit of discussion, but they pretty much just like they were just on board. In the Whedon cut, Dinah tried to be all high and mighty about ethics and morals, but Bruce really grilled her about her absence since World War I. And I talked about this on the Wonder Woman 84 review how they seemingly reset her character for that film after she seemingly was all about fighting for man after her origin film. And then they reset her again in this modern day. So in the Whedon cut, she low-key had an arc that I hope continues uh, if they make a film with her that takes place after this film. Because if they do do a film set between 1984 and Justice League, they're going to have to reset her character again. Because Bruce yeah. said he had never heard of her until Luthor drew her out in BVS. So she's kind of painted into a corner here. Yeah. And I feel like that that's going to be a recurring theme with uh, the next arc of movies whenever they come along. Um, if they because do. If they do. It, yeah, when, if they do. Because, you know, they keep on going back and forth with this, this you know, retconning and then, you know, these... Uh, you know, switches to their their character arts and things like that. And you know, to be honest with you, I again, I just don't, I don't see the the, I don't see why they would want to do that, um, unless it's just to try to cleanse the palate from how bad the Whedon cut was, because that was an absolute tire fire. Yeah, when when I think about this, it's just like they're bringing in all of these people to to you know helm these films, and it's just like throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what works, and yeah. you know getting you know the feedback from the audience or like you know social media or whatever. This is what people like. This is what people didn't like. We're not bringing that person back. Let's bring in this person, you know, and all of that like changes the vision uh, of who these characters are, their motivations, their the, the way that they're portrayed, uh, and this is the the, the thing that Marvel did right. It's just like you had, you know, 
a vision where it's just like, here's 30 films that we're going to do and here's how they're going to be interconnected. And this is how they're going to, you know, this character is going to feel this way and they're going to lead to this and they're going to have an arc over the course of these, you know, 20 some odd or, or 30 30 films right. you know where whereas with dc they were playing catch up and they were just trying to find out something that worked um yeah. to, to to try to mount a a challenge or you know a, a contender to to marvel's behemoth i think that's a great segue to our next question is was the four hours worth it and just to piggyback on draper's point that he just made given what few movies came before the 2017 film a lot of time was necessary to set up the dominoes for this particular team up. And it didn't have to be that way. And just think about it. Prior to Mm -hmm. Justice League, we only had a Superman origin film in 2013 and Wonder Woman. And those two films had no connection. Batman was a co-star in another film and the rest of the league were sent via emails. Um, And in the span of four years, we only got two origin films and only two of them really connected to the plot of Justice League. And as Draper was saying, compare that to the MCU with Iron Man and Hulk dropping in 2008, Captain America and Thor in 2011, and ultimately Avengers in 2012. So within the same four-year span of time, we got double the origin stories with plot elements like the Tesseract and characters like Loki, who would be used in that team-up movie, not to mention Black Widow, and to a lesser extent, Hawkeye were more than emails in that universe. And all that sowed goodwill for that two and a half hour movie that was the original Avengers. And the success of the MCU in general bred even more goodwill to convince audiences to watch Endgame, which was a three hour movie, multiple times. So WB didn't sow that kind of faith. But I think with the Snyder Cut, what we got was good. However, it made it clear to me, and I don't know about you guys, that just one or two solo films should have been developed before Justice League, specifically oh, yeah. The Flash. I, I thought none of his character scenes, not the action, but his character scenes were not particularly important to the story or interesting to me. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think Aquaman could have gotten his own solo film first. We didn't have to spend so much time with him. I need to see him saving people off boats and you know, taking a shirt off. Not everyone needs to be reluctant to join the team. I think only Iron Man was against teaming up in the original Avengers film. Cyborg could have been that person. He could have further been the heart of this movie, spending more time with him and his journey to be a hero while the others deal with the danger to come in different ways. And I think that could have easily been a two and a half hour or three hour film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm completely on board with, with everything that you just said right there because, you know, I've got a list of things that, they could have just completely done away with that would have made this a two and a half hour long recut. You know what I mean? And I feel like this was just a four hour long mea culpa to their fan base to say, Hey, we wronged you baby, please come back. I'm not going to hurt you again. You know, you know me, you, you know, I got the, I, I got, I got the WB on my side. I got the bank, baby. Just, just come back. Just come back. I kept I keep kept the seat warm for you. That's what this was. This was a four hour long mea culpa to try to get some 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 fan faith back in their pocket, some 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 social credit, if you will, to get back in in the good graces of their fan base. 
So this is this film is basically just Quavo. It was, yeah. That's you know what exactly, <laughs> exactly. They did it all for the clout. That this is exactly what they did, and that's what it was. They basically just went and Quavoed everybody. Now again, there's some things in there that were great, right? That had ad libs. Some of the ad libs were pretty good, right? But after you see the same ad libs over and over again, it gets really dull, right? And that's that's what it was to me. This 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 could have been two and a half hours if they had gotten rid of some of the fluff, and there was a lot of fluff, and it, and it wasn't it wasn't all that pleasant to be honest with you, because it was like, oh come on, we already know about this, right? Like you said, so Snyder Snyder gave us all the Birkin bags, all of man, them. Diddy, good lord. <laughs> Overall. Do you recommend this film? You all said, I mean, I think I think we already answered the question. I think, um, I think it's not perfect, but I I do recommend it. I think the exclusion of the cyborg arc further absolves Ray Fisher. I mean, I hope he gets all the yeah. work. I want Ryan Coogler to include him in Black Panther two now. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Just right. just the ultimate middle finger. I think. This film is also a further indictment of WB and specifically Joss Whedon. Just, just mm-hmm. what a fall from grace, man. Like, yeah. Contrary to a lot of people, I actually really like Age of Ultron besides the topless Thor uh, hot tub scene. But right. I think everything just started to deteriorate for him from that movie. Yeah. And it really seems like he's done now. Like, Who's really going to hire him after this? I mean, and this, all, that, all that has come out surrounding uh, him. I don't think that I don't think that we're gonna be hearing from unless this guy gets a really, really high power rehab staff. I really feel like that he's he's probably gonna go the way of the dodo for a very long time, if not for forever. I think I think like Netflix would would, you know, throw something at him. You know, Netflix is just like hungry. Like here's the thing, if he if he came up with a, a new original, you know, concept or something else like that netflix or netflix i have him back or or even even amazon you know like I, I think that he's not done i'm not talking about like movies i'm talking about more for like tv stuff yeah but but, mean, but but the thing it's gonna take it's gonna take some years yeah he's gonna have to go to ground for a while and he's gonna have to do some he's gonna have to disappear for a while like just completely i mean well, off. he's 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 got the money to like disappear for a while Here's yes, exactly. He he can chill for it. I mean, those royalty checks from Marvel, I'm sure, are are, are oh, yeah. clearing every day. So, yeah, I don't think this is like a Louis C.K. thing because Louis C.K. was just at the heart a comedian, and there are a lot of fans of comedians who are conservative and will just consume whatever. But I think a lot of the people involved in these kind of nerdum circles are they definitely lean more mm-hmm. liberal, and I just don't see them trying to pick him up anytime yeah. soon. Um, let's uh, conclude the spoiler free review thank you gentlemen so if you guys do want to dig into this with us we're going to start right now um, three two one zero I want to start off with the characterization of Wonder Woman someone posted a meme on Instagram and it was Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, and it showed her as Barney, and it said Zack Snyder's uh, Wonder Woman, and showed her as Godzilla. <laughs> because 
It's like Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, and Snyder's Wonder Woman seemingly come from two different eras. Jenkins is more rooted in love and reformation, and Snyder's is she's an outright murderer. Um, Remember the bank scene at the beginning of the film? In the original, every time Diana threw, threw a person, hit a person, it cut away. Whereas this new film lets you feel every blow she dishes out to these terrorists. The sound is improved, um, and they just show the conclusion, uh, like where they go after she, after she hits them. They dent the walls with their heads, and there's blood at yeah. the end when she stops the lead terrorist after saying, believe it. She does that wrist cling, which looked cool for the PG film when it cut away. But in this R-rated version, it shows the consequences. Like, all that remains of this man was his hat. <laughs> and, and then hilariously, they, the terrorists plan to blow up the bank, but one woman blew out that wing of the bank herself. <laughs> she, yeah. she blasted all those bricks onto the cops in the car. Like, it was so extra. I bet the cops, like, after you get your bank blown out and bricks are, like, pelting your, your officers, I bet the cops and the bank staff are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, yo, yo, chill, chill. Like, <laughs> do you really want to yell at her after she just did all that shit? I, I thought it was funny that there was a little girl and she's just sitting around all these dead, crumpled, bloodied bodies and she asked her, can I can I be like you someday? I'm like, no, girl, you need therapy. Yeah. You are a psychopath. I mean, have you have you ever been in Catholic school, bro? Have you ever been in Catholic school? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say because it's just like you know, you be having feelings like, man, I wish I could murder all these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh man. So you know, speaking of things that that probably could have stayed on the cutting room floor. When you get to to where Bruce Wayne is trying to you know hunt down Aquaman, he finds him in this village in Iceland, and you know he basically tells him to sort off. But then you know when they're giving him this farewell dirge, where they're singing this Icelandic folk scene that sounds like it was written and performed by Bjork. I would get it if it was like for fifteen seconds. Like okay, fine, cool. But this was like a whole dirge, like a whole ceremonial farewell. For what? Like, do you do this for the likes, Aquaman? Is this important to you? You know, do you have, is this necessary? Because that that could have just stayed on the cutting room floor. It was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that it would be maybe appropriate in a Aquaman solo film where you're just kind of, establishing the legend and you know there's certain scenes to set up you know like oh he's motivated by this and you know this is what he means to the people or something else like that but we've already had like an aquaman solo film you know and we've already you know kind of had aquaman set up so we don't necessarily i mean it wasn't super duper necessary to put that in here and i understand that it's something that maybe snyder had already shot and it was already just sitting up there on the shelf and he didn't want to waste it because he needed icelandic songwriters and everything to come in and you know put together like the the whole tune i just think it goes back to just his proclivity for music i mean he just likes music in so many things and this was just a different take from just a regular score or licensed song um speaking of of aquaman i like the small detail of how he got his clothes because if you remember halfway through the original film aquaman just comes out of gotham harbor to stop that huge wave um, with a new set of Atlantean Atlantean clothes in the Trident. And prior to that, he was quite adamant about severing his connection with Atlantis. And you don't really understand where he got all that stuff from, the clothes or the Trident. Yeah. 
So the Snyder Cut added that scene with William Defoe. Uh, was named Falco, I think. Fal- was it Falco? Volco. Um, Volco. When he, he pleads with Arthur and, the, and he has the clothes and they try to in his hand and puts them at Arthur's feet so you can at least see he made the choice. It was off camera, that's fine, but he made the choice to be a hero. Right. Yeah, he's like Volko is like the Arthur of the sea. You know, he just gets bat, the bat suits ready for for Aquaman, the little aqua suits <laughs> and everything. He's like the butler of the sea. Yeah, the sea butler. That's nice. Um, did you guys catch uh, the Adam in this in this uh, in this movie? The wait, the what? The Adam, the Atom, the Ant Man of DC. Oh, you know what? I did. I, 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 maybe I missed that. It's it's cool, actually. Um, Ryan Che, who was uh, Victor Stone's father's assistant, the uh, the Chinese right. guy, Korean, maybe. Well, he's actually Chinese, actually. And in the comics, Ryan Che becomes the Adam. He's actually a, right. a much younger version. Like he's a, he's a protege okay. of Ray Palmer. And if you know in the right. movie, he is the director of nanotechnology. Um, and mm-hmm. apparently Zack Snyder wanted to do an Adam solo film in China with an all-Chinese cast, which I would have loved to see how that would have developed. I mean, maybe if this gets good reception, maybe Warner Brothers will give him more leeway to really realize his his projects. But yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that Alibaba films would, would throw, you know, a, a huge sum of money at, at uh at backing that, I guarantee it. Guarantee yeah. it. Yeah, I, there's so many. You you just brought up Volko, and it's just like there's so many people that I forgot were in this. You know, where it's just right. like Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe was in this. Like it, w- when the film opened up, we see like Jesse Eisenberg, and I was like, oh, I forgot. Like you know, and he's sitting in that like I don't know the the liquid. You know the the effects of that the visual effects of that liquid. It looked kind of trash. I don't know, um, but like there was right now, some of the effects were were pretty undercooked. Yeah, for uh, for some of these, and but it's just like a lot of the people that like their face popped up, and I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot that they were in this too. You know, I forgot Mm -hmm. that they were associated with this shit show. Yeah, same here. There's when when I to be honest with you, I even forgot that uh, Jeremy Irons was in this. I really did, and because I hated the the Joss Whedon cut so much. I just blocked off that part of my mind and just continued moving down the highway. And when I was like, oh, yeah, he is Alfred. Damn. And I love Jeremy Irons. Yeah. We actually share the same uh, birthday, him and I. Oh, no kidding. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And I, I called him Arthur earlier, which was, you know, Aquaman's name. Oh, right. Uh, but yeah, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure the, 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 uh, the listeners were like, do what say it. All right, guys, you all you all can relax. We we remembered. Okay, can we talk about uh, Martian Manhunter? <laughs> Please, uh, let's Linick. talk about Martian Manhunter. Um, he reminded me of that viral tweet when Trump was in office and someone tweeted to Obama saying, "Nigga, help!" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, Martian Manhunter. For all intents and purposes, is was is lit was literally the most powerful character alive. Yeah. Um, when yeah. Superman was dead, and even when he was he was alive, if you add in 
uh, John Jones's telepathy, his shape shifting, the phasing. I mean, he has so many powers. The fact yeah. that he was just walking around pretending to be old dude's mom to just help Lois write yeah. better articles. I'm like, yeah, man. He was like, nah, bro. I was what just are you chilling. Doing? Can, I, can I? Can I do <laughs> me, bro? Doing? Come on. I mean, who's going to write articles when the world is turned to ash? Like, you had no idea they were going to... It'd be one thing if he shapeshifted and nudged the Justice League to resurrect Superman. Maybe he thought they could do it. It'd be one thing about that. But he only went to talk to Lois Lane? I think of a sports metaphor for this, you know, where it's just like you have the the one star athlete that's tired of just like carrying the load. And and that star athlete is just like, man, I'm not going to play. I'm sitting out, you know, until like you bring some (laughs) weapons in for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be just carrying the ball on my own and taking all the hits. You know what I'm saying? You got to bring in some weapons, you know, so. Uh, that's how he was feeling. He was chilling. But he's done nothing. I mean, in this whole... He wasn't there during the original fight for the box, right? Um, he didn't help during World War One. He didn't help yeah. uh, in 1984 because, I mean, maybe this universe is different, but in the comics, Manhunter's been on Earth for a long time. A long time after right. Mars was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Just, just hiding out. Right. So the fact that he's just been chilling yeah. rose to the rank of... Uh, imperialist nation the, the the most powerful imperialist nation on earth he's a general yelling at superman for right. destroying his drone that's his speaking part and then he goes to talk to lois lane and like that's that's your character it's so odd and terrible and then he goes to talk to bruce at the very end like hey man well you know i think your team up's a good, good idea by the way people call me he could even say john just call me john he was like no they call me the martian manhunter like Bruh, no. That shit was whack. What are you, what are you doing? He said, no, nah, man, that's, that, don't call me by my government name, man. You call me the Martian Manhunt. That's what they know me by on the streets, nigga. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce had just woken up and walked outside of his house, and he was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, Bruce, Bruce ain't had his coffee yet or anything. He was just like, fine, all right. And then, see, and that's, the part, that's the part that makes it even worse. That's what makes it even worse is that Bruce, he wakes up from having that that nightmare, right? He wakes up from that nightmare. He hears a sonic boom. He walks outside and see he sees a space nigga just tell him, hey, by the way, I wouldn't mind joining your team. Is you down or is you ain't? And he's just like, we could use the help. Yeah. Nigga, like, what? I, I would have wondered, like, am I still dreaming? Am I am I still high? Like. What what is this? What is Mm-mm. happening? Mm-mm. So no, that shit was whack. I don't know, man. I yeah, that was whack. I, that's to me, his inclusion was one of the biggest flaws of this film to me. Um, how do you guys feel about mm-hmm. speaking of nightmare? How do you all feel about the nightmare? First of all, first of all, Zach had everybody spun up by showing in the trailer the Joker just saying we live in a society and it wasn't even in the film. I'm pissed about that. That's, oh, a, that's the one thing that, that stood out to me. That yeah, stood out. Because I love me. that line. That line is great. That line is hilarious. And I was waiting for it. And it's like, when is he going to say it? And it's like, wait, hold up. Wait. Oh, come on, man. Whack. 
I, I hate how they how they put stuff in the trailer that doesn't make the film. Oh. I don't like that shit. That's why I watch the trailers after I watch the film, so I'm not my I don't have those expectations. Um, but how do you feel about overall just his dialogue with Batman, like really, really, just really sticking to him, pushing pushing his buttons? I did like that. I did like the the intensity because to be honest with you, that that sequence and 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 that actual part of the movie to me was actually really the better part of the movie um just because of the intensity between the joker and and batman and you know them in this dystopian you know alternate reality that was cool the thing is is that the way it was set up you know as the nightmare and everything like that was just kind of like it was slightly disjointed um totally jared jared yeah, Jared Leto's uh, interpretation of the the Joker, it's very Leto. Um, if you know what I mean, I don't dislike it, but I'm just kind of like, mm, okay. Um, yeah, it's but it's serviceable. Yeah, it's serviceable. But that being said, the the writing that went into that scene was was really good. I'll give it that. The, the dialogue was really good. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I think disjointed is is the key here because ultimately we're probably not going to see where this goes. So, no. so even though, so in in some ways, even though they've kind of resolved the conflict, if that timeline is still happening, then they really haven't, have they? So, dark side. I think still, that, still that that's yeah. It's it's in there because I think that at some point. And because we finally got to see Darkseid and his motivations and what he wants, um, I think that that's all part of trying to milk uh, Warner Brothers for saying, hey, look, you know, people are going to be wanting to see more of this, you know, cough up another 250 mil and we can make this happen and and, and we can we can see where this goes. But I think that's why it was there, to be honest with you. But did we get Darkseid's? motivations i mean it just he just seems like a megalomaniac you know dc villain where it's just like i just want to conquer everything you know whereas steppenwolf you know we got him fleshed out a little bit more you know where he's not just like i'm bent on you know this that and the other he's trying to you know get back get back where he was, you know, get back into a certain status or whatever. And that's kind of understandable, but like dark side yeah. just seems just as, you know, bent on, you know, the domination <clears throat> of worlds as, as you know, he ever was. I, I think to be fair, when we first saw Thanos sniveling in his, his chair at the end of the Avengers, it wasn't like we knew what was going on. I mean, we didn't really know what he wanted. I mean, even when he was talking in guards of the galaxy to, uh, Ronan, right? We, he just wished he was just a bad guy. We didn't really know what he wanted until years later, where he finally laid sure. it out. So, if if apparently this movie was a five part trilogy, as what Zack Snyder said, with Man of Steel being first, BVS being, uh, <laughs> I've seen y'all your, your faces. You you all can, you all at home can't hear can't see, but the math doesn't math. Um, no. It was supposed to be some sort of a five-part trilogy. And so I would imagine the next film would have probably been that Empire Strikes Back, where Darkseid really reveals what he wants to do. Maybe he finally uh, destroys the Earth at the very end. Lois is dead or something, and then 
she as Flash says, she is the key. And maybe maybe Superman goes rogue at that point. And the the end game, if you will, for that fifth film would be them trying to maybe days of future past it where they're kind of trying to fight in the current world and fight in the dystopian world as well. Which again, it, I think be... that could have been cool. I really, I really would have dug that to be honest. But I think, again, we're not going to get it, and it would have been nice to maybe have set up some of those seeds. For example, Flash's ability to time travel could have been set up in his own solo film first. You know what I'm saying? Um, the last thing I want to talk about is the black suit. Mm. It was much hyped about in stills and trailers. Did you guys care about this suit? Because personally, I did not. I didn't give a damn about that black suit. Not not, no. not one bit. No. Because you know, I don't I don't get the the whole, you know, fashion choice, you know, where it's just like, you know, when Iron Man, you know, changes his suits, you know, you're getting different functionality, you know. Uh, but when you know, Superman just changes his outfit. He's still just going to be the same Superman. You know, it's not like, you know, now we're getting platinum Superman and now we're getting the black card version of Superman, you know, where it's just like, he, it's not amplified. It, it doesn't really do anything. He's still just going to do the same thing. So it's just a cosmetic yeah. change, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So, so it didn't do it for me, but I get that they're going to sell a lot of Funko pops and they're going to sell a lot of, you know, figurines. And so this is going to help them recoup all that money that they spent yeah. on this dumbass. Yeah, exactly. And from what, and from what I understand, um, in the comic book, he had the black suit because that was his, what, his regeneration suit when he was in that, uh, when he was killed by Doomsday or technically killed by Doomsday, he had that suit on. In that chamber. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll finish and say like the the black suit to me was just basically the equivalent of a microtransaction in Activision game, or you know from Square <laughs> Enix, where you know you're basically hyping up all these things to try to get more people to to you know uh, like Draper said recoup some of the cash that went into you know reinvesting in that tire fire and trying to you know put the flames out, and you don't really get that much out of it. Like it's just new drip. Right. That's all it is. It's just new drip. And yeah. overall, it, you know, OK, it was fly, I guess. I mean, you was you were you were looking stealthy. I don't know. That's that's all I got. Yeah. It meant yeah. I mean, if we're if we're wrapping up and we're just going to move on, like I, I, I got some stuff that I, I just want to say if we're if we're through the scheduled comments, please, please, sir. Um. So. There was something I noticed when um, you remember when Flash was healing. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, then after he healed, then he ran back time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know was able to charge up and give give Cyborg the energy. Um, you remember you if you go back to the scene where Bruce Wayne is in his is in is in the Flash's warehouse or whatever and he's analyzing his suit talking about like all the stuff in here is the stuff that NASA uses to you know um prevent burning up upon reentry meaning mm-hmm. that the Flash needs that suit so he doesn't mm-hmm. burn up when he's going super duper fast so he healed up but his suit didn't heal up 
And then yeah. he goes faster than he's ever moved. And like that part of his suit is still open. So what does that mean? That's a good yeah, point. I do want to say that. I mean, we all know that Speed Force does shield the user from burning up. So you're right. It is silly. But technically, he should. He could run bare naked and be fine. That That is his power. Um, but on the topic of the Flash, I'm glad you brought that up. I hate how often he fell in this movie and just got hit. Like, even when, when he got hit and he had to heal himself, how could you run at near light speed and just get clipped by some random parademon just perched up on, on a cliff? That made no sense. I'm um, sorry. Um, the, uh, the scene where they activate the mother box to bring back Superman. He's like, I can, I can build this charge up. No one thought about, I don't know, putting out some padding so he didn't just kill himself when he, he touched a box and just, you know, uh, bailed out into the wall. And then he he yeah. touched Wonder Woman's sword and then he tripped. I mean, like, even in the Justice League cartoon show, which I love, I'm rewatching it now, it turns 20 this year, um, and I want to talk about that later, oh, later yeah. on in the year. He, he just trips or gets caught so many times and falls so many times. And it's like, bro, this is your job. This is your job. It, yeah, but you have to you have to build in some sort of a weakness to somebody, right? Where if it's someone like, you know, like if if the Flash didn't trip and fall all the time, like he would just be too OP. Yeah, but he has to do that in the comic point. books and and they and they give him his his weakness. You could you could write yeah. in a weakness that's not like dopey. I mean, this is like slapstick dopey shit in this movie. And he, yeah, he just shouldn't and- he shouldn't be doing that. It shouldn't. It's it's like the thing is that they tried. One of the things I really disliked about this movie was the fact that they tried really, really hard to make Flash into comic relief when it really wasn't necessary in a lot of the places where they were trying to put it. You know what I mean? I like, totally agree. I just don't think. And 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 to be honest with you, I just don't like his acting. I think his acting is shit. That and and no, that's agree. just me. But I think I think I think Ezra Miller's I think his his entire his entire shtick of him being the Flash don't put don't make if you make a, a standalone Flash movie you, they better not cast him because he fucking sucks and, and 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 you can you can at me in the comments but he fucking sucks like he's the worst part of that movie he's just not I a, agree he, he just did he didn't do a good job and the fact that he had limited dialogue was in in the in the uh, in the uh, original cut was probably one of the better parts of that cut because he, the, the more every, everything he said that came out of his mouth sounded like shit, refried, scattered, smothered and covered. Like it was just not good. It wasn't yeah, that, good. That whole brunch thing was like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Whedon? Why? Um, okay. I got nothing to along. say. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, go ahead, go, go but, ahead. uh, Let's see. I, I'm sorry I brought up the Flash and brought up all those memories for y'all. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm triggered. Let's see something. Something visual that I actually liked in that uh, in that nightmare with the Joker. Um, I liked the the SWAT vest that he was wearing with uh, all of the the badges of like the oh, murdered yeah. police officers. So like yeah. his whole chest was just covered up with like all the badges of like all the police that he had like murdered apparently in the, in the wasteland. So that yeah. was, that was kind of cool for me to see. I thought that that was a cool representation. 
Um, let's see. You guys want to talk about some of the dialogue or some of the terrible dialogue that was in it? Anything that stood out to y'all as far as the kind of the, the worst dialogue in the movie? It's I didn't really think of anything that bad flash, except flash for, for like me. some of the flashes stuff. It's definitely the flash for me. If 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 they had just left out like I'd say fifty five to seventy five percent of his dialogue, it would have been a righteously better movie, in, in my opinion. Because some of the things that they just like had him that they had written in for in, written in for him to say, man, it it just served it. All it did was serve to piss me off. All right. Well, um, I I didn't like. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. to talk about to talk about a a flash quote uh, or, or scene that I didn't really like was the scene with his dad, where he says, "I got this new job. My foot's in the door," and then he was just like, uh, he was like, "Is that a thing that people say?" And then his dad's like, "Yeah, that's a thing that people say." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is so bad. Who wrote this? Trash, trash." Yeah, like wet, wet dumpster water. That's that's dumpster water. But also, also, I think um, Diana says, um, or Wonder Woman says, "I belong to no one," or somebody, something like that. And I was I just like, "That's no kind of really oh, you bad." Know what? No, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on that. I think that is a part of her character, um, part of her independence. You know, when especially men trying to to own whether it be as a partner or whatever i i thought that was fine and i thought her maybe enhanced... it was just the moment okay i mean i i don't know i dug it. like um, i said i'm watching i'm watching the justice league show right now i'm rewatching it and she does also say something like that so I, <laughs> I felt that one okay so um also when um steppenwolf attacks the amazons um, and he says um, something about like we were we're gonna like you know feast on your fear. I don't know what he said. I, I can't yeah. remember. But but then they had like a chant that was ready to go. They were just like okay. show him your fear, and he was just like we have we no have fear. No and it's fear. just like yeah, I'm with you on that one. That one is that a regular chant that y'all have, or y'all wait for somebody to drop like a keyword right. and then y'all hit them with the with the chant or whatever else like that? But it just seemed like too like scripted you know or you know for for like an amazon warrior culture to have like the perfect snappy comeback to <clears throat> that was that was, know, that was the when he says of, the, of the in-game all women's um she's not alone scene to me yeah i think if they if they yeah. just if she said show them your fear and they just yelled out just all in unison just just uh just a ha i think that would have been more impactful to me yeah that that would have been a lot been as cheesy it would have been as cheesy but that 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 to me is 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 calling back to some of this you know three hundred uh, influence that comes in, into that I think oh. and into that scene in particular yeah it it it, it was just you know Spartans yeah. prepare for glory you know it was, it was kind of like eh, 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 like I said okay. and, but but in that but in that three hundred film it is not like they all had some chant they just yelled oh like anyway. Yeah. Is, is there so anything else? Because one I, of the I last things I'll bring up. Okay. One of the last things I'll bring up is that when they were in the bank scene and the kids were on the ground, but they could still see everything that was in the suitcase. So when he opened the suitcase, everyone's just like, <gasps> you know, all the kids, and then he presses the button, and everybody's just like, ah, you know, like this scene is. It just seemed like it didn't make sense. All right, guys. 
that was great. Let's uh, move on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I personally don't have a whole lot to say about this so far because it, it was a good episode and it's starting to set things up, but there's just not enough to for me to quite gush over or speculate over at the at the moment. Um, I really enjoyed Anthony Mackie as a lead guy. I like that he's starting off with this humility that he's not worthy of the shield. And I think folks said in the trailer, I, I didn't, I never watched the trailer, but people said in the trailer, they expected him to be delivering some kind of funeral when they showed that visual of him in front of all those people. But he was returning the shield at the very beginning. And obviously I, I'm assuming by the end of this six episode, um, is, is it six episodes? I believe six or eight episodes. I think it's six episodes. Six. six, it's six. Um, yeah. Hopefully he will, feel worthy of the title are we are we jumping straight into spoilers or anything else like that uh why not because what's, i what's think everyone okay. is going to see this or has seen it okay um so, so if you, if you mean, haven't then just check out now folks yeah it says i mean so like he has that flashback how does it feel you know it feels like it belongs to someone else and or it feels like it's someone else's and then you know cap says it isn't you know so that's basically how the whole series starts you know so it's basically setting it up you know so at one point what cap says it isn't someone else's it's yours you know that whole thing is gonna come you know to fruition at some point yeah right um, so I, I think that that's kind of set up quite quite clear because that's like the the first thing that we basically see, right? And I think you know to to piggyback on your point, Brendan, that when a lot of people that did see the the trailer, I didn't see the trailer, they were thinking that he was delivering a eulogy. You know, to mm. me, in a sense, he was delivering a eulogy, and it was True. a eulogy that he is putting to rest, or he thinks he's putting to rest this overt superhero lifestyle that he was living and is moving on to, you know, taking kind of a, you know, call me if you need me, like I'm on retainer, but I'm going to go ahead and, and, and kind of step back from the mantle for a little bit and reluctant or, in, in, or in a way where it's the idea of Captain America, period. Captain right. America. That's what right, I think. Exactly. I think he was yeah. eulogizing the, the idea of Captain America and not necessarily not his involvement. Right. Sure. And and I think that that's what it, it felt like for me, because I, you know, I watched the I watched this without taking any notes, um, unlike, you know, the the you know four hour shindig and, and commitment that there was of, of Justice League uh, Snyder cut. But, you know, watching it overall, you know, it's just it, I'm just really, really excited and, and really happy with what disney is doing with you know marvel i i I was really skeptical at first to be honest with you i thought eh, you know they're gonna mess it up and you know on top of all the everything else that i really liked about this can i just say how black how black that this episode was um you know i think you can say that i mean i i I don't i don't know i don't want to i don't I don't want to overstep or, or try to say that it, or, or, you know, be too overzealous about that, but it was, it was really black and it was black in a way where I was like, okay, someone black wrote, wrote these parts. Like it, it didn't feel contrived. It didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel, you know, um, 
I didn't cringe at any of the dialogue. Like, oh, this is this is black. It was black and in the I black kinda, parts. I kind of cringed. Yeah. I kind of cringed at some of the dialogue, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, be, be, before we do that, I do want to say that I think it's just brilliant. You're talking about just what you like from Marvel. I think it's underappreciated just the diversity, not just mm-hmm. of the color or gender of characters, but just the genre, right? Um, yeah. We, we're going from this cosmic, magical setting that was WandaVision, and we're going yeah. just back into grounded um, espionage, you know, military stuff mm-hmm. here. It was similar to, you know, um, 2013, you know, we had Iron Man was the first one that year, I believe, and then Thor, Dark World came out after that, and then the next film was The Witcher Soldier in 2014, like completely different vibe, right? right? And then right after right. Winter Soldier was Guardians of the Galaxy, completely different vibe. Then you had Ultron, mm-hmm. and then after Ultron was Ant-Man, again, completely different vibe. So you're, okay. you're, you're constantly yeah. getting these different flavors, so you're not... Um, getting exhausted with the, with the same old, even though people say Marvel Marvel has a formula, and you could you know arguably say yes, but how they prepare it and, and what flavors they add to that formula, it does vary. I think it is very important to to keep yeah. this bubble from bursting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. I love Sam's Uncle Sam. By the way, Uncle Sam. I think it's, I think that's funny. Um, wah, wah. I liked his. Uh, <laughs> His action scene in the desert, that was uh, not in, it was in Tunisia, was it? Yeah, yeah Tunisia. Tunisia. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, just very movie quality action scene. Yeah, I like the the fighting like, scene with uh, with uh, GSP on the plane and everything. Like, uh, right. GSP was getting at the boy, you know. Um, he, yeah. he didn't have no superpowers and no super this, but he was he was just like, oh, close combat. Oh, we we finna get this work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he fought Captain America. I mean, if he can, I mean, he I mean, he got beat up pretty quick, but if he can fight Captain America, he can fight oh, yeah. the Falcon. Yeah, and also like, yeah. I like how Sam continues to use his powers. Like he's he's not. He's not Thor, you know. He's he's not even Iron Man, right? He he has a very limited right. skill set, but he yeah. is such a pro at it, using it as, of course, to fly, of course, uh, to shield himself, uh, to use it as a weapon itself to hit other people with it. I mean, he's he's really, it's almost like he's normally connected to this suit. Like he really is plugged in, like Iron Man. It's it's really an extension yeah. of himself, and I really like how he uses that thing. Yeah, well, I think it has to um, because um, he has the heads up display and everything, but he also he must have some sort of interface because when he activates Red Wing and Red Wing is a really cool black reference as well, um, you know, like kind of like the Red Tails or something else like that. I don't know, but I felt like, you know, there could be something there. But he when he activates Red Wing, he's just like. Red Wing activated and he didn't tell it exactly what to do. It just went and, you know, drilled open the door. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so and, there and has to be some sort of interface where, you know, it's reading his like intention and knows what it wants him to do. You know, mm-hmm. later on he did say something specifically, you know, but it was, you know, uh, machine language, you know, like, yeah, 
you know, like it was parsing his language because he, I, I think mm-hmm. he was like, go take care of those or something else like that, where it's just like, yeah. it had to kind of figure out what he meant. So it's, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. The, 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 and remember his suit was upgraded with Stark tech, um, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, after he, 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 he bought it, he got it well after he liberated it from, uh, from the DOD and, uh, which movie was it? Was it, uh, it was Captain America and the Winter Soldier when when he actually got the suit right from the DOD, and then Stark, of course, went and put you know sprinkled his magic sauce onto it. So you know you've you've got that that element and all these references and these callbacks, right? Um, I think that's that's part of what makes you know these the, you know these TV quality uh, these TV uh, episodes almost somatic quality. If that makes sense. I just want to. Just as you, you know, bring it back, Stark. Can we talk about how he's not paying nobody? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I, I got I got copious notes okay, on that please. because it's just like, oh, you want to get into the economics bag. You want to start talking about uh, running the numbers. Oh, man, we can talk about this. You lead and yeah, I'll follow. No, I just think, you know, we're talking about both these films, Justice League. And uh, I mean, eventually Bruce Wayne bought the bank and helped out uh, Clark's family. But like you would have thought he would have, you know known about the house and just just taking care of it for her anyway i mean that was wild to me uh but yeah in this in this one this other billionaire is just just using them to to uh expand his brand and his profit margins and he's not paying them that's so wild to me the banker was a wild dude but like the banker was spitting he was just like he ain't got no fun for y'all or nothing (laughs) i was just like oh he's spitting yeah right Right. And, and that's, you know, you'd, you'd think like, do I get a per diem? Like, I mean, some, some hazard pay something. I mean, all he did but was, can we talk about, lost, can we talk Spider-Man about Sam's money? Class. Because Sam should be getting just, I mean, we, Sam should be just getting like a military paycheck. Right. I mean, he should have like something, well, he should be getting you know, like on yeah, paper, getting a pension, you know, yeah, something on paper, even if like, say, for instance, now he's a part of a, like a quote unquote black ops team where he's like he, they will disavow knowledge of him and this, that and the other. If but he gets we'll the there still should be some sort of a cash payment where like on the books, this is what you get paid. And then we pay you in cash for all your black ops stuff or whatever right. else like that. Right. I feel like he should. He walked into the bank and the banker was just like, yeah, man, you don't have any assets, you know. And you don't have like any sort of like it's 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 odd to me. And then you know you look at Bucky. Bucky ain't even got no bed, man. What's what's going on, man? It's, well, hold up now. I think now, look, Bucky was looking no, pretty pretty you know austere and fresh um, in in Wakanda, and he was at peace. You know he was burning incense. Um, you know he was in a hut. He had a nice hut. Burning you sage. Know what I'm saying? He was smudging. You know, he was doing well. And now we get back, he gets back to, you know, the West. My man doesn't even have a bed. Like, come on, man. What's going on? You know, you know, America don't care about the troops. Look at, look at our, our, our veterans, how, how they're treated. Right. You know what I'm right. Um, he, he gets therapy. I mean, I wonder if that's free even, you know, for him. Um, through the but, VA? When the no, therapy please. The the therapy is coming from a military therapist, oh, that's true. right? That's you know, she made that very clear where it's just like, "Oh, you getting this because it's a matter of national security." Yeah. 
Yeah. Trying to make ends meet is a is a Spider-Man issue, right? Jessica Jones, right? That's that's their issue. It shouldn't be happening to full-fledged Avengers members like in the tower in the comic books. I mean, Falcon has his own room, you know, in Avengers Tower, you know. So, I mean, is is this like a like a a BTS K-pop thing where you got your own dormitory but you don't really get paid that much, you know? Um I think it's just wild that that Stark's Stark as a brand he gets bigger off this shit, but it's not like Falcon can do any endorsements. It, is, it isn't like he's like a slave to this. Like he could really just, he could do whatever he wanted at that point, you know? Yeah. He's recognized by, by this banker dude, but he, he's not being endorsed by anybody. I mean, he could do anything. What, I think it's, that's wild. Um, yeah. But maybe I mean, that's part of his, hu- of, of his humility. Like Cap didn't do it. So maybe he should do it either. I don't know. And you would think that, like, you know, maybe they could hit up, you know, Pepper Potts or somebody, you know, and just be like, hey, looking out. But, you know, she doesn't give, like, Mackenzie Scott vibes. She doesn't give, like, Jeff Bezos' ex, you know, like, when she <laughs> when she divorced him and got all them billions, she started doing all sorts of, like, philanthropic giving and helping people oh, yeah. out and this, that, and the other. It's yeah. just like Pepper Potts ain't giving that vibe at all. No, nah, that's not Pepper stick. Yeah, you, you can tell from, I mean, look, beyond the fact that it, it's you know pepper is portrayed by gwyneth paltrow this is a woman again by the way that has a candle that's scented like her vagina it's okay so let's see you know that's i think badu does too and 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 i'm not gonna throw badu out with 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 uh with with gwyneth paltrow (laughs) no i'm not trying to catch those hands i'm not trying to catch that smoke but yeah i don't it just it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't make sense that you've got but you did not smell my sorry Sorry. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Like you don't, you wouldn't see you, you wouldn't see you know people that just you know if you're talking about the timeline itself from you know the movie into you know this you know frame of reference that we're in now with you know Falcon and, and Bucky that they just saved the world and bought back you know billions of people. Like no one's getting some coins. Like you're not getting like you know, a check. Come on, man. Like you don't have governments that are saying, Hey, we appreciate that. Thanks for bringing hey, out you know, folks back. It, nobody, hey, but you see, you see how the government's roll in this, right? You see, you see how the governments are just right. like, Oh yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing by bringing that shield back. And right. then like, you know, just turning around like that's, that's the government that we talking Gee. about. So, you know, they ain't going to do right by nobody. Oh, for sure. Um, so let's, because we're running long, let's, let's, uh, get to Bucky. You guys want, I, his, his flashback scene again, very movie quality choreography Mm -hmm. with that fight. Yeah. And, and the, the amount, the intensity of it, uh, Mm. you know, where the, the intensity of, of, of now the, the expository sequences that we're going in and digging deeper into Bucky becoming his own person now is mm. really enthralling, right? We're, we're starting to dig into, okay, who really is Bucky? Because we only know the Winter Soldier. We don't know who Bucky is, right? We we only got yeah. bits and pieces of Bucky when he was, you know, lucid enough to say, oh, I remember who you are from the movies, right? And then that was it. We don't really get much more of Bucky until now. Yeah, we're, and we're kind we're of also taking... getting that man out of time vibe from him now as well, right? Right. Yeah, 
to to what Sky is saying, we're still just taking Cap at his word that Bucky's a good dude until like Bucky can show us like who he is. Exactly right. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Do, do you guys catch who Torres is? Yeah. 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 So for those who don't know at at home who or listening in your car, etc., Torres eventually becomes the Falcon in the comic book. So we're hoping by the end of this arc that uh, Sam officially accepts the Captain America and mantle from that guy who looks like uh, the young, a younger version of that dude from Up, <laughs> that old man from Up. <laughs> and um, you're talking about Torres, you're talking about wish wish version uh captain america do you, like do you know who that is though do you know who the actor is no who is that he's wyatt russell okay uh and he's going to be playing you know uh john walker u.s agent basically um right and right. and the actor is uh kurt russell and goldie hans son oh really really yeah That's and it looked like his like sister that. got all the good genes yeah she sure <laughs> did because that he, he he looks like Popeye. He really does. He, he, in that picture, in that picture, he he looks. If you look him up on Google, you find out like some of the other pictures. He doesn't always look like that, but he doesn't look like a Captain America archetype either. So, man, and, I, and I think that was that was intentional. So right, right. You you know you know how uh, I think last week or you know maybe in, in a in a previous show like you started talking about Brandon started talking about. Uh, punchable faces and everything else like that his face doesn't look punchable it looks punched it looks punched yeah <laughs> it looks it looks well punched wow that's wow so that's really kurt russell and goldie Hawn's son yeah wow that's that's amazing and i don't mean that in a good way all right well let's let's not roast the man too too bad you know um <laughs> do you guys have any any um more closing thoughts on on the show before we yeah um i would say the the whole thing with john walker u.s agent you Mm -hmm. know um is is definitely you know in play because i don't know if you guys saw in the credits but they also had um they flashed like power broker across the screen which is going to be the you know the the person that gave him his you know super strength or superpowers in the in the comic books or whatever so um that might be a storyline uh, as we go through this season as well, um, where U.S. agent becomes kind of a separate entity from from Captain America. And, you right. know, sometimes and, and I think that that's going to be an, kind of interesting for the times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you're going to have this split between like what is patriotism? There's mm-hmm. the, the cap side mm-hmm. of patriotism and then there's the, the U.S. agent brand of patriotism, you know, that is a fork basically it's just like hey like i made a conscious choice that i'm going to be this type of patriot and if you look in our uh in u.s politics and everything at the time you have like very differing ideas about like what it means to be a a patriot and this that and the other yeah what's it that should be interesting if that plays out in these six episodes or if it goes beyond well i hope that they do because it, it you know the real politic and you know, Marvel has done a pretty good job, if you if you recall, of incorporating, uh, you know, themes of real politic into uh, some of their movies and particularly with the Captain America uh, franchised sure. uh, movies in particular. They've incorporated things, you know, for example, like the Insight program. Right. 
um, you know, basically internal espionage on your own people, you know, and I think that we will get a taste of, you know, patriotism versus jingoism. And it really feels like they're trying to set that up. I don't know. I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but I feel like um, as good as that Marvel has been with incorporating themes like that in the past, that they won't miss a chance to do it this time. And, and I also think that the the flag smashers might end up mm-hmm. being quote unquote or, or the you know the person who plays quote unquote flag smasher um, as the the kind of leader might end up being um, one of those very sympathetic types of Marvel villains where you can kind of see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, like chaotic chaotic good. Yeah, because I, I don't know if you guys know who's um, who's playing uh, flag smasher. Have you guys seen the casting or anything? Do you guys know I anything not. about no, that? I, I'm, I'm going yeah. in blind. Same here. Um, it, well, anyway, it's someone someone else from the Disney universe, um, from from a different, you know, Britney um, Spears. No, 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 no. I no, wish. It's, it's from, That'd she's, be hilarious. She's a she's a Star Wars character. So they've actually changed. Uh, they've gender swapped this character, and so it's going to be. Uh, she's from she's from Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. She's the the redheaded mixed girl. Who played, um, you know, the leader yeah. of that? I can't remember the name of the the, the people on that planet, but um, but yeah, you mean she, you mean in Rise uh, of Skywalker? Huh? You mean the the people from Rise of Skywalker? I believe so. Yeah, I've I've kind of blocked that from my memory. So same. Yeah, same. but but anyway, it's the same the same actress is going to be um, okay. playing kind of quote unquote flag smasher. Um, so that should be interesting to see how that plays out as well. No, dope, man. I'm I'm excited. I don't. I can't speculate too much. You know, we kind of got got hurt a bit from uh, Wandavision. A bit, <laughs> a bit. You know, but think, that's that's part of the joy. That's that's part of the ups and downs of you know, like right. theory crafting and doing all this other stuff and going deep sure. into uh lore and everything is is kind of like what makes it you know satisfying as a satisfying journey uh I would sure. say. yeah yeah and, and, and to and to close out you know i i've got after this first episode you know i have i have you know high hopes for um what they're doing with this you know at first it was just like oh man i hope they really don't mess this up and then i watched it and i was like oh I, I don't think that they will from what i've seen so far so you know i've got high hopes for it i like what they're doing with um, Anthony Mackie. I think Anthony Mackie is a great is a great actor. I I really like seeing him being able to to, to come into his own, um, and then focus on who the Falcon is as an individual. I really like that. Um, and then finding out more about Bucky. That that's that's something I'm really excited about. So so far so good. Smooth sailing. If you haven't checked it out, even if with the spoilers, you definitely should. Um, I think that they've got a good thing going, and, and I think that what they've got set up for the rest of this series, it's only going to be six six episodes, right? Yeah, six right. episodes, so, you know, buckle in. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say that I walked into this feeling, just, I, I watched the, the, the trailers and everything else like that, and I walked in just feeling kind of like, man, like, it's going to be like this super duper buddy cop, you know, like everything that they showed in the, in the trailer was very much just like 
pratfall and, you know, one liner and, you know, like this, that and the other, the, the interaction between the, them two that felt like fan service because everyone loved it so much when they were in that tiny little car, you know, and, you know, talking trash back and seats back and forth to each other and everything else like that. But um, I liked the first episode because it focused more on like, you know, who these people were and what their story was. And if they're going to have that thread going throughout the the whole show, then I think I might enjoy it a whole lot more as opposed to just the genre, you know, buddy cop type of thing. Agreed. In Marvel, we trust. For sure. Uh, Yep. So uh, like Bucky, you know, and Bucky's date. I did. The date, I did want to say a little, yeah, the date. I did want to say a little bit about this. I thought she was gonna when uh, she reached down for the the game. I thought she was gonna pull pull some guns out or something. Black eye, black But here's the thing: like Bucky was sitting there, and the little uh, the Lucky Fortune cat arm was going, and everything yeah. else like that. And it's just like Bucky's threat matrix just went through the roof, and he was just like, "Man, we gotta stop that dude from moving." Like he's <laughs> giving me weird vibes over here. I might have to too smack close, him. Man. Too close. You're too <laughs> close. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that was funny to me. Um, and the, and the last little quip I have is just like, um, when, 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 um, Sam says, trust me, I ran the numbers, we can do this and everything. And it's just like his sister was looking at him super duper skeptically and, uh, and she was just in her mind, but did you, did, did you run the systemic racism though? Did you crunch the systemic <laughs> racism? Because that's also what's going to get us, not the numbers. Also true. That's true. <laughs> That's true, man. And especially when he mentioned, he's like, "Do I know you? Did you play for LSU, motherfucker? How? How? How could? Does it have to be? Do I have to be a football player for you to recognize you know me? who I am? You know you who I is. You know who I is. Check, like, check the specs, son. You know exactly who I am. I unsnapped your asses. And then I thought it was wild that that he that he got the selfie first before right. he told them no. Yeah. <laughs> But but right. that that's that's yeah, always how they're gonna do it though. Oh, true. Sure. That's very true. They always gonna get theirs. You know, that's true. And it was very in Louisiana, true. which is just insult to injury, by the way. And and that's how that's how them Louisiana white folks be though, because it's it's just like, did did you play for LSU? Because that's the only place where I can imagine like remembering a black person's face if you played, yeah, exactly. you know, for that's the Tigers. Exact, that's my exact fucking point. Exact point, right? Which again, life imitating art and art imitating life is pretty deep here. I like it. I'm with it. I don't know. Uh, part of the part of the reason I cringed uh, at some of the dialogue was when uh, he said when he was in the kitchen with his sister and he was just like, you know, I don't be playing with the white folks or something like that. It's just like, no, that's exactly what you be doing, man. Your whole job is playing around with these white folks. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good point. <laughs> That's actually a good point. I I did like the interaction with Sam and Rhodey, you know, just kind yeah. of, you know, man to man, black man to black man. Like they're both dealing with, because, you know, Rhodey's dealing with the loss of, of Tony, right? And then yeah. you have um, Sam dealing with the loss of Cap. So both of, both of them lost their little white man. Mm. <laughs> their little white buddies, like both of them got, got clapped. Do you uh, think Cap's alive? I think this is the speculation point for us. Do you think Cap's going to show up as an old person in this show? I'm going to nope. say no. Yeah, I say no. I think Marvel's trying to 
legitimize themselves without Tony yeah. and uh, and Steve and just trying yeah. to let these people stand on, the, on their own. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, and, and they're I already agree. talking about uh, bringing um, Tony uh, or Tony's actor, Robert Downey Jr., into the Star Wars universe, so... Yeah, I, I I don't see them bringing bringing in any of the characters that have already been killed off simply because, or that have been um, been pushed to be being into obsolescence. Uh, like for example, like Cap, because Cap is either already dead or is just you know completely decrepit right now. Um, yeah, I think that they're really trying to get ready because again, you know, we're moving into the next phase of of. Uh, full-length feature films right so they're trying to set it up so that everyone gets their palette accustomed to you know these new central figures for what the universe is going to be in the coming years and, and that's the only way that they can because the 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 rumor on the street is is that they're going to start bringing in you know mutants soon right so they're they're trying to clear the way to bring in more uh more figures right and have a centralized cast of, of, of characters to kind of rally around. I think that's what's going on right now. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to, to the journey. Um, let's, let's end here. So just catch us on the next show. We'll be talking about Godzilla versus Kong and hopefully the Amazon animation invincible starring JK Simmons and crap. What's 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 Glenn from The Walking Dead? What, what's his name? Steve Steve Yoon. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening to the show. Uh, of course, we are on Instagram at b o e r d p r u p. We are on Twitter at b o e r d u, and we are on Facebook at b o e r d u p. Sky, where can they find you? You can find me here in Central Asia. But if you don't have the wherewithal to make that kind of a trip. You can also check me out on uh, Facebook. You can find me at Sky Muhammad. That's S-K-Y-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. Or if you want to see what is really more or less an inactive feed, but I'm still there, uh, you can check me out on uh, the Twitters. Uh, and that is at H underscore R underscore paper stacks and extra points. And there will be a free giveaway if you can tell me where that reference is from. That, that giveaway ain't coming from me, but... <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, and, it'll definitely uh, come for me. And I know how how uh, upset everyone gets about their porridge, so I'm just gonna let you guys keep adding, Brendan. You know, don't come for me. So that's all from Draper. <laughs> yeah. Again, hey. Again, if you guys have any any fan questions, um, if you guys want to know about what we're doing out here in our respective countries, um, hit us up on on Instagram or email me at bu at blurred.com we'd love right, to hear from you much. y'all take care peace, peace. later what?